You're listening to Dr. Tony Nader, the podcast, dedicated to exploring the full potential of human physiology and mind with focus on ancient and modern techniques of self-development. Spend some time with Dr. Nader, who is leading the way in the science of consciousness, and begin your journey to better understanding the relationship of mind and body, consciousness, and physiology right now. In this episode, Dr. Nader addresses the subject of attachment. Is attachment always good? Is it necessary, unavoidable, or does it bind us? Find out what attachment is and how it affects our life. Hello, we are live discussing an important topic in our life, an important topic that everyone goes through, and that is very, very crucial, in fact, the aspect of attachment. There is no question that every one of us, one time or the other, is being attached, in a sense, to something emotionally, mentally, existentially, on different levels. And attachment starts even when we are very young, and it has a very important uh, contributing factor to protection and to growth and to even survival. You can see when you see even uh, animals in the forest, uh, how they follow their mother, how they follow their caretaker, and how they are truly attached to their protector, to the person who gives them food and nourishment. Humans also have that, and attachment has been studied quite a bit scientifically and psychologically, how kids, when they start, the newborn, our first have no sense of attachment, and then they build a bond with their caretaker, their caregiver, and then gradually, they attach to one person uh, at one point in their growth. They have kind of ambivalent. They go back and forth uh, between different people who give them their needs, mainly food and comfort. And then they choose and select a more important person that they acknowledge as being their nurturing person. And the research has shown that it is not just about food. It is mostly about comfort, about being protected. And that's very important. And depending how we deal with our newborns and children, they can develop as adults a different form or another form, one form or another, of attachment. The attachment can be insecure, can be ambivalent, can be disorganized. It can also be very secure depending on how we have been raised, how our parents or caretaker, caregiver has taken care of us. And that relates to how we have relationships and the way we deal with others that work with us, that uh, are in business or in personal relation, in the emotional situations. And that extends also to our attention and interest on the different things that we start associating with ourselves, with the protection of who we are. These can be a fellowship, friendship. They can be a country, a nation, a territory. We know that even in animals, there are territorial limits that have very important effect on the survival and where they 
can protect their uh, offspring and grow with them. And that is even in the nervous system, present there, uh, territoriality. And that also, of course, in us as humans is translated in nationality and belonging to the nation and being attached to values, being attached to beliefs, being attached to identity, who we are. And these actually give strength and a sense of protection. And they are, in that perspective, very good. However, the different levels of attachment that we can have might also be binding because life requires growth, requires development, requires the ability to let everyone evolve. So we might be in a relationship and uh, each evolves maybe in a different direction. And if we are attached uniquely to this one person and don't let them evolve or don't let them grow and change in a direction that is not secured for us, uh, we might feel uh, pain or we might feel uh, lack of protection and insecurity, particularly if we have put in the other our sense of well-being, our sense of worth. If we are worth something, it's because that person likes me or that person is attached to me or that person supports me. And if they stop doing that, then we feel as if we are losing our self-worth and our identity and our sense of how good we are. And this is uh, when it gets to be uh, too much uh, is absolutely not healthy and requires that we can overcome it. And what we will need in that sense is, and in that case, is to be self-sufficient, to be self-centered and self-referral, which means as we grow, to have the sense of stability within us in our own inner trust in ourselves, and trust also in life and living and the progress that life brings and understand that change is part of life and that we can change, others can change, and also to realize that attachment in such a way is not necessarily love. There is a difference between love and attachment. Love in its most mature level is giving and caring for the others and their own growth and their own progress. Of course, love has all these phases. We can say the love of a newborn or a kid cannot be more than the sense of receiving. So if you love is somebody, you love your parents when you are a kid, you have no other choice but to think that they give you food, that they give you protection, that they give you what you need, they embrace you. And that is the love of a newborn or a child. Uh, until one gets into adulthood or even before that in the teenage phase of our life, love becomes an exchange, which means I give, you give me, I give you something, you give me something. So you start learning from having the love, which means I receive, I receive, I receive, to the love of sharing and giving at the same time as wanting to receive. But the love of mature level, the love of a parent, for example, is a love of giving. 
the parent cares for their children. They feel they are uh, having so many things to learn that they are not able to take care of themselves on so many levels. And even if the children do mistakes, of course, we can correct them, take care of their mistakes. But we are thinking always of caring, of loving, of supporting, of giving. And that is really love as different from just attachment for one's own personal interests or one's own personal level of security and feeling that we are uh, in a good place, that we are accepted. So we can be attached also to objects in life. We can be attached to things we have at home. Uh, and that is also natural. It's part of what assures us that there is security in life, there is stability and all of that. But as we grow, as if it seems that nature takes away things from us. Because life at one point uh, has an ending when we lose maybe grandparents or parents or we lose even sometimes friends, not necessarily by passing, but maybe by traveling, by going away. Or we uh, have ourselves to move from places that we absolutely like. And that can leave a kind of melancholy, a kind of sense of uh, sadness. And that is because all that we leave always is part of who we are, part of ourselves. And there we have again to remind ourselves that what builds us up is not necessarily something that has to stay the same or that has to stay in the same circumstances that this uh, has been already acquired, but that we are ready to move to bigger things, to more important things, to uh, develop ourselves in a big way, and therefore accept change and accept growth. And the only way that really this can happen is when we are mature and when we feel that we can depend on ourselves. And that is where we are in terms of self-referral. Self-referral means anchoring our life in our inner self. You know the old wisdom, know thyself, is not just a question of knowing your qualities, your shortcomings, etc., but to know the infinite stability and strength that is within us. To know really that we are absolutely infinite, unbounded, and that takes us to a consideration which is beyond the surface value of identification with our nationality, our name, our profession, our relations, to really knowing we are the unbounded field of pure consciousness, pure being, which is truly who we are in our inner self. We often talked about our mind, our consciousness, as being like an ocean on which there are waves, so on the surface there are waves of the ocean, and we, if we attach ourselves to these waves, they will go and come, and we will feel that life is insecure and unstable. And that would be because we forget that we are truly the ocean. And as the mind settles down towards one's inner being, one finds that deep within is an expansive, unbounded ocean, which is the source of all that there is in the outside, the source of all creativity, of all intelligence, uh, 
of all peace and happiness and harmony in the outside. And if we anchor our life within ourselves in that ocean, in the depths of that quiet, infinitely peaceful ocean, then we can go through trials and tribulations while maintaining our inner strength and stability. And we are no more subject to the outside values, the changing values of our reality, which is always the case in the field of the relative. The field of manifestation is a field of continuous change, days and nights and seasons and lifetime after lifetime and people moving and changing and having their own opinions. And they might sometimes be in a different mode or mood and we interpret it differently because we are attached to their smiles, to their feelings, to the way they describe things and describe us. And therefore, we are always dependent on the outside, attached to the reinforcement from the outside. There is a writer, Jean-Paul Sartre in French, who said, hell is the others. What he meant is that we always look at ourselves through the others, and therefore we are always depending on their feelings, their emotion, their look at us. Of course, he was an existentialist and looked at life as a constant death and a constant transformation. We don't have to take that because others can be absolutely a source of happiness and fullness and glorious life uh, of exchange and sharing that allows us not only to receive love, but give us the opportunity to give love. And therefore, when we want to feel about love and attachment and relationships and circumstances, we should be also grateful that we have a chance to love, not just only to be loved. The ability to love others is a great opportunity. And the ability to see ourselves grow and accept that others can change and can grow and accept that there is separation, that this is part of life, helps us to overcome attachment. Because excessive attachment actually binds us, and it binds us on the surface. It binds us, as we said, on the level of the waves, rather than on the level of the ocean itself, which we truly are inside. And as we grow in consciousness and awareness, particularly through transcending, going beyond that surface level, through transcendental meditation, which I often, of course, bring out, which is a real source of establishing ourselves in being and then performing action from the level of being. So that's another aspect which is brought in the ancient tradition of yoga and in the Bhagavad Gita, that we shouldn't be attached even to the fruit of our action. Because the fruits of an action, which means the result of our activity, depends on many factors, depends on the past, the present, on others, on circumstances, on karma, etc., all the different values. But the action itself depends on us. So we can be engaged in action, fully desiring something, and while acting, perform the action in the best possible way, and use all our potential to create the best potential action, rather than have our mind divided and attached to the goal in a way that probably, most likely in many cases, 
disturbs our activity. You know, even great sports people who, uh, let's say, play tennis, uh, if they are thinking constantly about the score and they're simply constantly about how to win and only to win and don't focus on playing, their mind is divided and then their playing is not as smooth and as perfect. Therefore, even when we are pursuing great goals, we want the goal, of course, we desire the goal to happen, but let us put our attention on the action to achieve the goal and then be free from what comes out. It can um, come out exactly as we want it or it can come out differently. We should say that this is due to so many other factors. We have done the best we can and now we just take it as it comes uh, and allow life to express itself, allow the outer reality to be whatever it is and accept it and continue, of course, to do the best we can without attachment, undue attachment. So undue attachment binds us, divides our mind, doesn't allow us to grow, doesn't make us able to see change and accept change, which is natural to life. And therefore, we have to be established in something. And that thing that is the most powerful level of security and strength and protection is our ultimate deep inner self that we experience through transcending and transcendental meditation. So all of this is uh, in the direction of growth of our life in terms of fulfillment, in terms of self-referral, depending on oneself and being strong within oneself, knowing that attachment is natural, but being able to overcome it, even attachments to objects, to goods that we have, to things we might lose. You know, people might have things stolen from them, might have things taken away from them. And if our whole life is based on the small values, then uh, these values are known to come and go. And our life will always be like a football of situations and circumstances kicked around by situations, by circumstances, by things that happen. Of course, we have to have a caring, loving attitude to everything, but be on that ocean level of being that allows us to create any wave and allow any wave to settle and other waves to come up for life to be lived in fulfillment. All the best and grow above all potential attachment, yet accepting, understanding that attachment can be good, but it shouldn't be binding the infinity of the self into smallness. Thank you for tuning into Dr. Tony Nader, the podcast. And if you're interested in learning more from Dr. Nader, please follow him on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and YouTube.